This month's episode of Paranormal Heart is brought to you by Nodakian Studios. If you're looking for a beautiful piece of stoneware pottery, check out Nodakian Studios at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Nodakian Studios. And also check her out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Nodakian Studios, where you can see updates on where she's going to be, as well as giveaways. Go check it out. Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward. Happy New Year, everyone. Wow, 2019 already. It's hard to believe. Welcome back to Paranormal Heart, your monthly podcast, where you can find it the very last Sunday of every month. You can find it on Podbean, YouTube, TuneIn, Spotify. And now, Boo and I are pleased to say that we're also on Paranormal Radio and so honored to be on IamDarkWaters.com. That's right. I have joined the Dark Waters family. So that is very, very awesome. And thank you so much, Dark Waters, for having us. So episode 14, I have a very interesting guest. His name is David Getty. He's written a book called A Guest in My House. He's got some really, really interesting experiences that he's had. So I hope that you will pick up his book. We will mention it at the end of the show where you can find it. So please help me welcome David Getty. Hey, David, welcome to Paranormal Heart. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Good. So I understand you have some very interesting experiences with the paranormal. Yes, many. So many. I wrote a book. <laughs> yeah, and I can't wait to get to that part. So if you just wanted to start right from the beginning and how everything started. Sure. I was about four or five years old. Um and my mom, they had a Ouija board, so we started playing. I started playing with a Ouija board at the young age of four or five years old. Wow. And it was me, my mom, and her sister. And we would ask it questions, and I thought it was fascinating the way I'd see the answer. Hmm. You know, first I thought they were moving it, but as later, you know, then I noticed later on, you know, they weren't moving it. You know, as I got a chance to play with it, they let me play with it. And I knew it was moving by itself, but it was just so fascinating. I think that opened the door to many things later on in life, because of course at that young age I didn't, I didn't really get to see that much. Um, I seen some things in the house we lived at or the apartment we lived at, but um, not too many things started happening until later in life. So, but at di- different places I lived at, different things would happen. <clears throat> um, so later on in life I would, I would, you know, I, we moved to me and my mom. My parents bought a house, and we had some things happen in that house. We, she, of course, we still played with the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. I think the last time I played with the Ouija board was at my mom's house, the one they had bought. Um, 
and we asked her the question. Um, uh, we asked, uh, "Do you believe in God?" Uh, no, just to, to see what it would do. Mm-hmm. And the the thing that's on the thing here, what's it called? The pallet or the planchette? Yes, that thing flew off the board. Wow! It flew across the back. I was in the backyard on the patio, and I was, we had the board on my mom's lap, mm-hmm. and we were playing with it. And the thing just flew off right under our fingers. Wow. It flew off off the board. So that we said, hmm, we put that away and didn't play with it anymore at that time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're done with this. But mm. how, old, how old do you were you at that time? Were you very, I was about 14, 14, 13 or 14. Do you recall if you, because um, when you're playing with the Ouija board, you should say goodbye at the end? Do you recall Oh, yeah. If you did no, that? it didn't give us a chance to say it goodbye. Didn't give it just flew chance. off the board. No, we, we knew that. We knew the rules. I mean, yeah. if you don't say goodbye, you leave the door open. Yeah. yeah Were you able so to retrieve no, the planchette? That. It didn't even give me a chance to say goodbye. Wow. It just I guess flew it didn't like that board. question. I know, right? That's what we <laughs> thought. It didn't like anything about God. So we didn't. We, we put it away after that. But mm-hmm. um, after that, I went on my own. I'm, I ended up getting an apartment I'm on my own. Um, actually, I got a girlfriend, and we ended up getting a place. An apartment we had, um, actually, we started off in a house in Cleveland over on the west side. And um, certain things that happened. I didn't even have a Ouija board, but things were happening in the house. Mm-hmm. I think we had a spirit in that house um, her, because she would have, um, she'd crochet. And all of a sudden, her crocheting needles would all be put away. <clears throat> and the yarn, and she was blaming me for putting it away. <laughs> <laughs> I go, honey, I didn't touch it, you know. <laughs> so here, the needles and all that were put away. And um, then I would hear in the middle of the night, or in the early morning, actually, I would hear myself, I would hear somebody say, David, wake up. And I would hear my name called. Mm-hmm. I'd get up and nobody's there. I'm, I'm asking, and I asked her, did you call me? She's like, no, I didn't call you. So I'm like, we would hear things like that in the television, and that place would come on off by itself, and we'd have lights flickering on and off. So at the at the at the <clears throat> excuse me at the we were in a double at that time, a ho- the house in Cleveland mm-hmm. was a double we rented. So we were upstairs and it was the lights would blink and the TV would come on and off. Um, but, but I heard my name several times. So anyway, she had won a contest to win a digital camera. So I heard you could catch the spirits on a digital camera. They would show up. So in my bedroom, in our bedroom. I heard, um, I kept where I was hearing these spirits, you know, hearing my name called. I decided I was going to get to the bottom of this. So I took the camera in and I shut the door and I shut off all the lights. And I just started taking pictures at random. And I found, I found uh, when I reviewed them, I put them on my computer and I reviewed the pictures. And I seen a picture of like a, a young girl. She was like about, a, about maybe in her 20s, late 20s, early 20s. And she was like a maid. She had a black outfit, and like a maid's outfit on. Mm-hmm. And it caused a reflection off of um, off of uh, one of the off some of the furniture in the in the room, and it caused a picture. And it was crazy because uh, she had like she had her hair was done look like like in ponytails or something. Right. And she had this white she had a white collar around like a like the maid's outfit, mm-hmm. exactly like that. I figured it was from the. Um, it was from the 1800s, at least. I found out we did some research on that, and we found out that this where we lived at that time, it was a it was like a covered wagon route would come through. So we thought she could have been part of a bed and breakfast there at one time. Hmm. 
and just stayed with the property, you know. Right. But um, that was happening there. Um, <clears throat> then we moved from there. We went to, um, we got an apartment in Medina, Ohio. And um, <clears throat> once there, um, still had some things going on there. One night I woke up. Um, and I, I seen a little light on in the living room, like a you know those tall lamp lights. Mm-hmm. It was like a standing light was on, but I had um, on the, there was a small table next to it, and I had a, a um a light from um like a lantern light. It was just a floodlight lamp like you take camping. Right. Yep. Uh, so I, I I looked to the left and the big light was on. And if I moved right, I had to wait a long hallway. So the left would go into the living room where the lights were. My reason I got up was to go to the bathroom. But I noticed the light was on. So I go in the bathroom and did what I had to do. And it came out. And the big light was uh, was off now. And the little light was on. Wow. So I woke, I woke my girlfriend up. I go, did you get up and just change the lights? She's like, no, why? Because the big light was on when I went to the bathroom. I come out. Now the little light's on. And then the lights off. Hmm. So, and we heard um, our names called still there. So, I don't. I think it must have been something following me. But where what happened was, it got really. Um, I don't say bad, but it got really intense when I bought a house. I would buy up buying a house years later. I bought this house is where actually I wrote the book in. Um, it was in Seville. It was a country house, five bedrooms, two bathrooms, on two acres. Well, nice. Yeah, I come to find out, I'm going to get ahead a little bit, but just to make everything fall into place. Um, when I started, once we found out we had spirits in the house, because I started remodeling, and I found out that when I remodeled, that's when the spirits started talking to me. I had, in my laundry room, which would be my laundry room, I had a spirit talk to me and tell me, um, actually, I was watching Ghost Adventures and things like that at the time. So that compelled me to go buy a digital recorder. So I could do an EVP session. Mm. So I started doing messing with the EVPs, and I was talking back and forth. It's a spirit, kind of like what I'm talking to you, but I was using a recorder as a yep. device of communication. So I'd ask a question and wait for an answer, ask a few questions, wait for an answer. So I started asking, what's your name? And um, I didn't get nothing. I asked your name, what's your name again? And I heard, fuck you. You know, I'm like, whoa, what's this coming from? Yeah. Then I figured out. Well, I figured out I was, but I was, was agitated. I kept asking the same question, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but I finally got to the end of it, and I'm told he told me his name was Jimmy. So um, that was just one of the five spirits. We, I ended up finding out that we had five spirits in the house in Seville. And um, that you you determined that through your EVPs. Yeah, from the EVPs, yeah. he told me there was five spirits in the house. That there was four other spirits there, and they were all trapped. So I didn't understand how they were trapped, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I I couldn't figure out how to get, you know, we started, I even used the pendulum there. And right. once I used the, AV, I got the voices, I started using the pendulum to swing back and forth with maybe, yes, or no, you know, mm-hmm. and find out to communicate them like that. But yeah, we had one of the girls that was um, in the spirits that were in my house was Sally. And she had been there a long time, but she was buried in the cemetery, about a quarter mile down the road from my house, it was called Mound Cemetery in Seville. And Mound, Sil- Mound Cemetery in Seville. Mm-hmm. And we checked out her, what she said, 
we went online, checked the records, and sure enough, she was the only Sally in that cemetery. Wow. And she was buried there over like a hundred some years ago. But her spirit was still in my house. Mm. It was really quite interesting. But she told us that she thought someone had cursed them to stay in the house where there was a bunch of them. So I don't know what happened, but hmm. we thought there was, they were cursed. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, then the one night I'm, we're laying in bed and we smell perfume. Here, and I hear this woman, we could hear, at that time I started hearing voices without the recorders. So we heard the voice say, you know, we asked, who is it? Who's there? Who's there? And here was a woman that was passing through. She had just died around around the neighborhood maybe like a few weeks ago. And she was coming through the by the house here. Hmm. She told me, you know your backyard is a natural energy field. I go, no, I didn't know that. And this is what I, the natural energy field ran through the whole, from the laundry room all the way through the back into the woods. I had woods behind my house. So that would be the um, it, like a feeding ground for the spirits would come and feed off the natural energy. Mm-hmm. So that's why I ended up having the spirits that I had in my house. And she said, the spirits out there can hear you talking, and they know you. They, they know that you can hear the spirits talking. So then I started getting more spirits in my house that wanted to talk to me because I knew I could hear them. Yeah. Because people, you know, those spirits are so, they're bored, and there's, like, not much to do. And no, once they find out you can hear them, mm-hmm. they come and they talk to you. Right. And they'll keep bothering you. Maybe not necessarily to scare you, but at least to get conversation from you. Yeah. Um, so... Went up. Um, I am going outside, and once I found out that, I went. I took a notebook out and pen and pen said, um, you know, I wanted to talk to some spirits because I was thinking about writing a book, and I wanted to know. I had a lot of questions about the other side, and I wanted to know what happened and what's it like, you know, being a spirit. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and can you travel? And I thought about all these questions. So we went out there, and I got a few spirits, and I asked them. Would you come to my house and, and you know, where I could sit down with you and ask you questions and answer them? And they agreed to it. So it sounds crazy, but it was, it was quite crazy. Doesn't sound but, crazy uh, at all. So anyways, yeah, they come in the house. One at a time. We had, we had, sometimes we had four or five spirits you could see in, the, in my living room waiting to talk to me. Huh. Like, we were like a waiting book. room. Oh, it was, uh, it was like a waiting room, yeah. It was cra- I, I'm serious. You could see him sitting on the couch and everything. Because I had put up a camera like a, so I could see what was going on in the house. Mm-hmm. So when I monitored it, I could see the, the spirit sitting on the couch waiting to talk to me. It was incredible. Wow. Um, but, um, yeah, so they had some, a lot of interesting stories which are in the book. They're all true stories. Um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I interviewed probably over 70 spirits. It took me about a year and a half to write the book. That's amazing. That's a lot. Doing all the research. Yeah. All the all the ghost stories, and I found out also that um, every the first Friday of every month, that energy field there would be witches would come and demons would come and they'd clear out they would clear out that uh, area so they could charge up, Hmm. and use that energy field and they would kick all the spirits out of there. So I thought that was pretty crazy. But a lot of spirits would go there every they would just charge up. I had spirits come there from from Canada. I had a spirit from he was oh, he's been right walking the earth for over two hundred years. Anyway, he walked from Canada. You know, he would come from Canada to, to my yard to yeah. fill up. 
this like this energy field's been there for like hundreds of years on my land. And I had no idea until the one spirit told me about it. It was crazy. But do you think like was that one that's actually where I'm from, Canada. Um okay. so the Canadian one did he it was a he? Yes. Did he, he mention that? He was from that, Ottawa. Oh yeah, it's just a couple hours away from me. Um okay. did he say that he was uh traveling for a while or he was just drawn to you and all of a sudden he wanted to go see you? No, he was actually he was been traveling this way. Mm-hmm. His he had a um he took um he had come from the settle part of settlement that was mm-hmm. coming, and his wife was actually. They would travel from, I think, from Ohio to Ottawa, and they would. T- he told me how long it would take, you know, when they were back. They were using actually covered wagons to get back and forth. Mm-hmm. And his long story short, his wife ended up getting sick in that, and he had to he had to leave her. But uh, he he was a spirit traveling, and and she had died after he had died. So. But it's in the book. I don't remember word for word what happened. But yeah. it's an inter- It's a very interesting story. Hmm. Um, but there's so many people that I spoke to that were from all over. I spoke to people from Ohio, from like I said, from Canada, from all over the all over. Um, I've had people tell me that as the spirits tell me. I asked them. I would ask them questions. Their whole reason I did this was to find out how do they travel and do they sleep. You know. Hmm. So I asked, how do you travel? And they said, well, we just close our eyes and think about where we want to go, and we're, and we're there. So they pretty much teleport themselves. Yeah. It's not, it's not so much about them flying, you know, but um, they said they can't, they, they cannot get, they're not allowed to go up, like, in the air, like in the second heaven. Mm-hmm. They get kicked out, they have to walk. So, like, any spirits that get on planes, they they, they think it's funny because... They'll see the spirits fall out of the plane because they get kicked off the plane. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I've no al- spirits can fly on planes. And I've always wondered if there was paranormal ter- paranormal activity in aircraft. No, hmm. they're, not, they're not allowed in the second heavens, they said. Because yeah, I've never heard of it, so I've been really itching to, to talk to uh, um, you know flight attendants, pilots, but uh, no right. one seems to want to say anything, so I don't know. Yeah, that's really interesting. No, they said there was nothing allowed. They, anybody that tried to fly got kicked off. Hmm. So as soon as the plane took off, you'd see these spirits fall out of the plane right. and fall back to the ground. I wonder why so, they're not allowed. I don't know. It's a good wow. question. They didn't tell me. They said they weren't allowed. So I took it as that. Um, what else? Um, so, oh, and then traveling, they close their eyes and they imagine where they want to go when they're there. Um, I had a woman tell me one time she wanted to see the inside of the pyramids in Egypt. She had passed away. So she thought about going to see the pyramids, and she thought about being inside the pyramids. So she ended up getting inside the pyramids as a spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. She, was like, she was like, I got to see everything no one else could. I go, yeah, but you're dead. <laughs> you <know? laughs> I mean, this isn't like, oh, you know, check out everything around the world because you're passed. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what she took it as, like a tourist thing, where she could go everywhere she wanted. In places that no one else could go, she thought it was fascinating that she could see things no one else that she couldn't see in life. That would be fascinating but, uh, to do. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you stop and think about it, because what I'll get to, I'm starting to skip in the head. What happens was when you die, let me go back to when you die. Sure. They told me what happened when you die. So, okay, when a person dies, um, and <clears throat> my mom, I had been, I told my mom all about this. She, my mom had cancer while I was writing this book. She had lymph mm-hmm. node cancer. 
and she recently passed away in oh, 2014, in April, in April of 2014. So I had a chance to write quite a bit of the book because the book didn't get released till June of 15. Mm -hmm. So, but I would tell her as I was writing the book what, I, what was going on. And I told her, when you die, because, you know, we knew she was going to pass away sooner or later. She had stage four cancer. Mm. So um, what, she, what I was told was, <clears throat> when you die, you're going to meet an angel. An angel will be there, meet you when you die. And you'll talk to the angel, and that angel will explain everything. You'll have an option. You can just stay on Earth as, a, as an earthbound spirit, or you can go to your light. If you go to your light, that'll decide. You know, if you see family in the light, that you're in good shape because that means you got you're going to be going to heaven. Right. If you don't see family in your light or nobody's there in your light waiting for you, that's not a good thing. Hmm. But um, yeah. So the angel will be waiting there for you, and then there's rules he's going to give you. Um, you can't move anything. You can't help your family. Like people say, well, I'm going to stay behind and help my family. You can't. You're not allowed. If you stay behind, you can observe, but you cannot cause anything to change anything in their life. You can't help them in any way. You can only observe and watch. They, some people want to stay back because they want to watch your kids grow up and their grandkids grow up. Yeah. That's fine. You can do that, but you can't do anything to change their lives. That must to be help frustrating. Anyway. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, you know the lottery tickets for tomorrow's drawing. You want to give them to your kid. <laughs> you can't do nothing, you know. Yeah. Or to save your kid. If he's gonna fall or your car accident's coming and you wanna get in front of him. You're not you're not an angel. You know, you're not there, you can't save them, you can't intervene. Mm -hmm. You can only you can only observe and, and you know, maybe um kinda try to talk to them and, and you know, while you're here on earth and let them know that you're with them. Mm -hmm. But um you can't do anything to intervene with them. But I had one spirit tell me that he left them. Um, Here's what in in Ohio here, um, he got he was upset about what had happened. Him and his uh, son, um, he got mad at his son or something. It was the son had um, his son has gotten into drugs and stuff, and and his son married, and and the girl was pregnant, um, and, and something happened where they got in a car accident, and the and the, and the father, the one the spirit I was talking to. Thought it was his fault that they got in a car accident, or something. Some, and what happened was um, he ended up blaming himself so much that he ended up hanging himself. But oh. he left his son a note explaining everything in the note, uh, how he thought and what he thought had happened. And he didn't, he didn't want to, he couldn't stand himself to blame himself to, for them all dying with a baby on the way. Hmm. So come to find out, though. After the kids read the note and everything, it wasn't the father's fault at all. So he hung himself for like no reason. But oh. so, but he tells me he'll, he still keeps an eye on his son. Like he'll go over his son's house and he'll sleep on his couch. He said. Hmm. And he said he's seen other things. Also says evil spirits that'll come and bother us. Um, they're not demons, but they're evil spirits. They have bad intentions. Mm -hmm. um, I've had a couple of spirits say I had evil spirits to try to recruit me. Kinda, they wanted me to go cut somebody's. Um, break lines so they fail or they wanted to go into this empty house here and start a fire mm -hmm. and they said they had a, you know they didn't want to do it so but i thought it was interesting so they kind of got these evil spirits out of that to recruit others for their causes they probably knew that you could hear them so that they were probably just drawn to you 
Oh yeah, yeah. I've had that happen when we were in um. I'd be out to eat with my girlfriend. We'd be at, um, let's say McDonald's or um, Fridays or mm-hmm. something, and I'd be talking to her. We'd just be talking maybe about about the book, maybe about the listening to spirits and stuff. Once they find out you could hear them, mm-hmm. I would get taps on my shoulders and and like I'd be I'd be like um, my arms moved, or my hands touched, or my head. And I, I would say, okay, who's here, you know, and what do you want? Mm-hmm. And then we talk, then we could hear them and talk to them. So it was pretty interesting. And then they would tell us their story. Oh, I just in a car accident and on this street over here about about a year ago. And I've been wandering the area. And it's hard to find anybody to talk to because nobody wants, nobody pays attention to listen. Yeah. So I think, I thought that was interesting. So many times, I mean, uh, one time I came home, there was a well, upstairs, we had candles in the house. This is a house in Seville. I came upstairs, I went upstairs, and uh, there was a candle lit that was lit. So I asked my girlfriend, I was, hey, did you leave a candle lit? She's like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's funny because there's a candle lit up here. But no one lit the candle. You know, we didn't light it. Mm-hmm. So there was a candle lit. Another time I came home from, from uh, I think, dinner or something. And all my kitchen doors were open. All the cabinet drawers were open, like pulled open, yeah. just like you see in those movies. Yeah, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it. I didn't know who or what was doing it. We knew he had spirits in the house, so we attributed it to that. It wasn't scary, but if I didn't know, if I didn't know I had spirits in the house, I'd be terrified. Right. But every cab, every cabinet door was open, and all the drawers were pulled out. Do you think it was just their way of trying to say, "Hey, we're here"? I guess I don't know, <laughs> but once we shut them, you know, no one ever said anything about it, so we just let it go. But that was one of the other things that happened in the house. But you hear doorknobs jiggling and doors open and closing all the time. Mm. When I first found out I had spirits in the house, I guess he's like you said they wanted to make their presence known. Did you so, have any? Do you have any pets in the house? Oh yeah, I had three dogs. Oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had, I had two golden retrievers and a Rottweiler. Have they ever reacted? Oh yeah, the golden yeah. retrievers would definitely. You could see them like why one golden retriever, Sugar, she would kind of use her. She was like follow them with her head, hmm. or she'd go to the corner where you know maybe something was. Or I thought I saw a shadow figure. I think she might have seen it too because she would go to that place mm-hmm. and she said sit there and look up at it. And then we get cold spots in the house. Or so if you're walking around, all of a sudden you feel a cold spot where there was no window open or nothing that was nothing was on. There was no air conditioner or nothing on there. So you get cold spots and you get the the dogs would definitely be barking sometimes at nothing. My one dog was kind of crazy. She would just bark at anything. But she, she would look up. You'd see her sitting down looking up and just barking away. Like she's barking at somebody. Mm-hmm. But the other one would sit there and just look, you know, kind of like curious and just see, like, she would just stare at the, at the person or whatever was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Rottweiler, I one time I was yelling at the Rottweiler for something, and I had my, I had my digital recorder on, and I was yelling at the Rottweiler. And the spirit must have been mad at me for yelling at the Rottweiler. Um, and all of a sudden the, the spirit goes, um, you want to scare somebody? Scare me. No. Talking to, talking to me, you know? No. I'm like, wow. Yeah, this was my personal, like my personal experiences in the book. Yeah. Within the first chapter, I talk about this. 
my so my Rottweiler. I couldn't believe it. I felt so bad after that. You know, I didn't mean to scare him or try to intimidate him, but I heard my dog talk to me on the on the recorder. Mm-hmm. The dog, you know, he's like crying, like he's moaning. Well, anyways, those turned into words when I was on the recorder. I heard the dog talk, and he said, "I'm scared. I'm scared." Wow. Oh yeah, I, I had the tape. Like, I heard, "I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared," because he was panning while he was talking. While mm-hmm. he was, and he was like, "I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared." That's when, that's when the the, um, the spirit jumped in and said, "You want to scare somebody? Scare me." Mm. I'm like, "Wow, that was amazing." I've never heard uh, of that happening, like when that you can actually pick up what your your pet is saying on a voice recorder. That's amazing. I know, I know, because I heard him say, "I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared." Hmm. I'm like, wow. But I'm close. So you said, uh, uh, "Oh, go ahead." No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just thinking about other stories in the oh. book I can tell you. No, I was just curious, because um, you said that it pretty much started when you were young and you're you're playing with the Ouija board. Do you, do you yes. know if you've had any family members um, that ever had any experiences, like grandparents or anything like that, or uncles? Or did it? Do you figure it started with the Ouija board? To me, to my knowledge, I don't think anybody else had any experiences like what I had. Yeah. I think it might have been just, I mean, I, I you watch all these TV shows. Paranormal is very popular right now. Yes, it is. You can you can look at, you can almost turn a channel, any channel, and get a paranormal show. <laughs> right. Or somebody discussing it. Or somebody's been to heaven and back and tell, to tell you about heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I I haven't I haven't had any of the family talk to me about anything like this. Mm-hmm. When I came out and I started talking to my mom about it, she was like, you know, she didn't have nothing. She just listened. And they were my grandmother, and them, they all knew they would buy me ghost books for Christmas to read. Yeah. You know, in the almost haunted places in Ohio. Mm-hmm. So I could visit if I wanted to. But no one ever, I mean, they got to the copies of the book, and they, but no one ever said anything about something that happened to them or their personal experiences. Mm-hmm. I think it goes, goes back to with. Me as a weed in the Ouija board when I was like four or five years old. It sounds like it. I think, I mean, that didn't open the doors. I think I didn't get any demons following me or anything like that. But I think it did open a portal to follow me around as a spirit, you know, mm-hmm. in some way or another. I don't know. But I've had spirits follow me, and I've always felt like in touch with the paranormal side my whole life. Have you ever tried to look into the history of the house? Of that house, mm-hmm. mm, there was um, it was um, I knew it was, the house wasn't that old. The house I stayed in actually was done built. It was built in '76, so I actually I painted the house because I had a painting company. Mm-hmm. So I ended up painting that house. That's how I ended up buying the house. I the house was up for sale. And it was sitting around for a while. Mm-hmm. So I ended up meeting the owner. They were from Vermont and up in up in like that area, and he was selling the house. And it was because his mother wasn't doing that great. So I had met him to do the paint job. And I met his mother. I finally come over to the house one day. And he said, hey, why don't you buy this house? I go, because I was looking to buy a house, you know. He goes, why don't you buy this house? He's got the property. You got, you got um, two acres out there. You got five bedrooms and two bathrooms here. I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. So, But that's when I, you know, I didn't know anything about it. Even when we were working in the house. There was I would take pictures of before and afters, mm-hmm. and I had tons of orbs. 
I knew enough to know the orbs meant the house was haunted. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked like it was snowing. That's how many orbs were there. Wow. It was crazy. Um, but you get the feeling sometimes, like, if you're in one of the rooms alone, you feel like somebody's watching you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I attribute that to the people, that the five spirits that were in the house when I bought the house. Has a previous owner ever said anything to you? No, no. I met him when he was there. I mean, he was he was there. And he didn't say anything about the house being haunted. No one did. It's possible they never had any activity. And, uh, you know what? You got to so remember, sensitive. I started remodeling. So I think the remodeling yeah. might have woke the spirits up. That was my next question, yeah. And where you can actually hear them, and they know that, they're probably drawn to you as well. Oh, yeah. I would get all kinds of spirits from outside wanting to talk to me once I started. Once they found out I could talk to them. And then we got to, we, my, we could send, we found out we could spend, send some of them to the light. So my girlfriend and I would create the light in the house, mm-hmm. and, and we'd tell them, if you want to go to the light, you come in. So they said they would see a lot of spirits come in, and they wouldn't come out, and they wanted to know what, what I was doing with those spirits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, because they'd come out, you know. Yeah. I go, well, we're sending them to the light. So we always, I always give them an offer. If you want to go to the light, I can send you to the light, you know. So they would say, yeah, I want to go. I've been walking the earth for maybe 100 years or 60 years. I'm tired. I want to go. I want to go home. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to go through my light and be done. So I thought that was good. So but we sent quite a few of them to the light. Oh, that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Do you use no, any, any protections? Do you have, like, prayers or crystals oh, God, or anything yeah. like that? My next thing was, yeah, he had did. Had to have prayers and angels mm-hmm. um, with all the people we talked to and things we talked to. Because we did talk to some entities, but um, so you had to have a lot of protection around those things. And even the spirits, you don't necessarily so don't cling on to you. Like when you go into somewhere, like I didn't expect it, but I would end up having a spirit in my car when I was on my way home. One time, this I was, <laughs> this is funny, I had a CD in the, in the, in the, in the stereo player. All of a sudden, my CD pops out, and the channel started changing. And then we could hear the spirit talking to us. She didn't like the girl didn't like that kind of music, so she popped my CD out <laughs> and started putting on what she liked. I'm like, well, that's nice, but this is my car, and I'm alive. <laughs> I think what, I rule. <laughs> what, what kind of music were you listening to? I think I had some Van Halen on or something. Yeah. Good music. Some rock music. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. bad music, you know, but she didn't like it, and she popped the CD out. <laughs> and change the channel on me. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Do you recall what she wanted to listen to? Uh, Price and Country or something. We were oh, out okay. in Medina. <laughs> we were out in the country, so I figured I picked her up in the country. Yeah. Then I bought, I bought, I had bought a used Porsche from a friend of mine. I was painting for. Mm-hmm. Well, we found out that there was a spirit inside the car that came with the car. Oh, I had wow. no idea when I bought the car. When I got it home, we could see the there was a girl in the car, so we had to let her out. Until she can come out that she can't stay in the car. As and she didn't come in my house Christine. and stay in the house for a minute. <laughs> say, say that again, sorry? There was a girl that I had. I bought a car, a used yeah. vehicle, mm-hmm. a Porsche from a friend of mine. And I found out that there was a girl in the car. That I, You know, a, a, a spirit of a girl mm-hmm. that was in the car. I, I think she had been in a car accident in that car. Oh. And she never left the car. Mm-hmm. So she ended up wanting to come in the house. I think she ended up coming to my house for a little, maybe a couple of days, and then we told her she had to leave. Mm-hmm. But she didn't want to go anywhere. So, I mean, we picked up spirits. 
like even going to Walmart or to a restaurant, pick up a spirit, and next thing you know, they want to go home with you. Yeah. And that's that's the case with anybody, not just me, I think. I mean, anybody can pick up a spirit and go back to take them back to your house and you not know it. Exactly. But they, like they say, like, if you go to these, um, like, go to a place somewhere and you know it's haunted, you're taking a chance on taking something home. Like, these, well, these guys investigators, and they go to these houses, how many times they they, they got to say something to I have a prayer or a blessing or um, a protection around them so they don't take something home. Mm-hmm. So we would know, when we were actually doing the research for the book and in the yard and everything, we had protection. I wouldn't do it without, with everybody we talked to, we had protection. So... Yeah. And so a couple of times I had to call angels. I had a, I had a, sometimes I had a couple of bad spirits. I had to call angels to help come help come and take the spirit away because mm-hmm. the spirit was just that mean. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, one time I'm sitting. I'm, I was we were interviewing some spirits, and um, one of the spirits got really bad. And me and my with my girlfriend, we were getting ready to go see a movie, and um, I had little knickknacks on my down on the back of my toilet. In the downstairs. Mm-hmm. Well, I went in the bathroom to go to the bathroom, and as I'm in the bathroom taking the leak, something cleared the back of the toilet off. All no. the knickknacks flew to the right, like somebody just took their arm and swiped yeah. them all off. Huh? Yeah, it doesn't stop there. That thing followed me because we went to end up going to the uh, go to the um, uh, movie theater. On the way to the movie theater, I had to stop and get gas, so I got my my credit card put in. And I'm pumping gas, so I had to go inside and get something. I was going to grab something to drink, you know. Mm-hmm. I come back out, the thing's still pumping. Here, the gas, it was pumped up over $75 in gas. And oh. gas, the whole, my whole car was surrounded in gasoline. No. Yeah. So, I mean, here I had I had a bad spirit that was following me. I had to get rid of it on the spot. Hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, and then it went, to, it went to the movie theater with me. So I'm going, I had to go to the bathroom in the movie theater. So when I go in the bathroom, the guy's urinals, you know, this is the guy's urinal. Well, that, it splashed water up on my pants and everything from just that urinal there. Wow. It was, water was coming out at me, like in the movies, but this mm-hmm. was no movie. <laughs> like, the, the, it was, the water was coming out at me. Yeah. So I don't know. It was a bad spirit. I don't know what I was pissed off about, but I had to get rid of him. Because hmm. that's, you know, it messed with me at my house. Then it was at the gas station. All that gas was pumping up. I asked the girl, I said, can I get a refund on that? Like, no. I'm like, oh. okay, so I'm out. My tank would usually take like 30 bucks. Wow. Here they pump $75 in gas in it. That's a lot of but gas. But it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't in my tank, though. It was all around the car. Yeah. It was crazy. The whole car was around it. And I told my girlfriend, don't get out of the car because there's yeah. gasoline everywhere. She was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was, you know, we didn't expect that, you know. It's what. But it, we knew it picked up from the house, you know. Mm-hmm. So we had quite a during that two years, that year and a half of two years, waiting to get published. It was a lot going on in the house. Wow, are you still in that house? No, no, no. I no, I'm not there anymore. I moved. I'm in an apartment now. Yeah. But it was an experience. I was in that house for nine years. Do you so, know if the people? Uh, do you know if anyone's living in that house now? Yeah, somebody else bought the house. Yes. Yeah. Curious to know I'm if not, they're having I'm activity. Not, I'm not in contact with them though. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. That's wild. Yeah, it is. 
because I'm sure they got some activity going on because it was pretty, it was heavy when I was in there. Yeah. And not only yeah. are they drawn to you, but there was already some in the house when you bought it, so. Yes. Yeah. Once yeah. the but once the five got out and, and they started seeing things happening, uh, the other spirits would want to come in and talk to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you still do you still have uh, spirits talking to you now? Uh, not as much. I mean, because I'm not I'm not listening for it like I was there. Yeah. I do I do hear stuff every now and then, um, because um, right now we have this house we're staying at like kind of um, want to say blessed, so it's protected. It's under protection, so I don't have any of those spirits coming at me mm -hmm. like we did before. But I thought about writing something else in the paranormal, but I haven't done that yet. Mm. Like a paranormal book, something to follow up with a guest in my house. Yeah, you should. I know that that book really took a lot out of me, though. Mm. There's a lot of spirits, a lot of things that went on that no one would know about. Mm -hmm. It was pretty intense with everything we had to deal with. In that book, though, I talked to angels also. We talked to the four um, the four archangels, mm -hmm. and we talked to some um, regular guardian angels, and I talked to a seraphim. Wow. It's pretty, and they tell me about heaven. So in the book, you'll find also what I found out about heaven. Um, and and we talked to some other things too, but you know the angels were very interesting hmm. to talk to. Um, we talked to Mike, Michael the archangel. Yep. Talked to Gabriel about the time he had the um, it was Gabriel while he's waiting for his trumpet to sound, um, and he says he's just waiting for it. And it, he had come, he said, God, we're going to have to expand heaven, you know. All these people coming to heaven, you know, we're going to have to expand it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the God said, well, Gabriel, you don't know the humans. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, so there's of, a lot. Out of all the entities you've spoken to, do you you say the, the angels are the ones that are the most interesting? Well, I spoke to other things too, but... Hmm. Yeah, there were some other things that were very interesting, too. But we did talk to, we spoke to some demons, we spoke to some angels, um, the fallen angels. Okay, the, okay, the 12 fallen angels in the Bible, if, you know, if anybody knows the Bible, there's 12 fallen angels in the book. In the very beginning, that got, that uh, God kicked out of heaven. Mm -hmm. Well, those 12 were fallen angels are now, were turned out to be the Greek gods, Zeus, Aphrodite, um, all those guys, um, who else? Oh. Zeus, Aphrodite, um, the water child? god, what's his name? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I can't think of him. Neither can I. It's uh, not Aquaman. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's annoying. I, I know, picture it, but Zeus, I can't remember. Aphrodite, Hera, Athena. Uh, is it Poseidon or is it the other one? Poseidon, no, no. Poseidon's the okay. water god. Yes, yeah. talked to us Poseidon. That was interesting. He, when I first met him, he came out of the woods. They said there were demons in the back of um, my house, and they were telling me, "Watch out! He's going to be coming. He's coming. He's coming soon." Here, what he was, he was Poseidon, but he didn't introduce himself as Poseidon to me. He introduced himself as as William to me. William. Yeah, huh. but he was the one who was Poseidon. So we talked to him, and it's interesting because in the book, they all tell something about the earth. Like, like you know, Poseidon's the god of all the waters. Mm -hmm. Zeus is the god of the skies. 
Aphrodite is a god of love. Hera is a god of, is a god of like the hearth and marriage and things like that. Um, but um, Artemis controls Mother Earth. She controls the Earth. Mm-hmm. So, but and Apollo is a sun god, so he controls the he controls the the sun and things like that for God. So God gives Zeus commands and stuff, tells them what they're going to be doing, and then Zeus hands out the other hands out those commandments to the gods, to the other gods that will be controlling the earth. They'll control the water, the wind, the you know the element, all four elements. Mm-hmm. Earth was it fire? Earth, wind, and fire, or yes. something like water, or something like that. But Hephaestus is the god of fire. And he says sometimes God tells them to burn down these things, like those forest fires. Mm-hmm. He says God gives them the okay, and he'll just go and burn them. Hmm. It's pretty interesting because it shows it shows how how the order is still in place. Mm-hmm. God tells Zeus what to do, and Zeus tells them what to do. So, but in Athena, she had helped out. She got married to Alexander the Great when he was around. He won all those fights because she had helped him, and she was the god of war. So she knew all the planning and stuff like that. She would help him out when, and, and she actually had children with him when he was around, huh. when they were around. It was pretty interesting to find out all that stuff. That is interesting. Wow. Yeah, so they were intermingling with the gods back then. Mm-hmm. So um, Athena was the god of war, and she would end up having children with Alexander the Great, and he would conquer all the, he conquered everything like that because he was with her. She helped him conquer all that. Mm-hmm. All those lands. Had a little bit of help. We had a lot of help, yeah. <laughs> higher From higher up. Yeah. Oh, wow. my God, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. As I got to talk to them, mm. I learned that a lot more. So did you talk to them? Again, this is all through EVPs? Um, actually, no, they would come and talk through, um, yeah, EVPs, and just you could hear them talk to us. Mm-hmm. After after a long time, because even after the book was written, they would still come talk to us. Hmm. Maybe they'll help you come. write another one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like thinking what to write about if I did another book. Yeah. I mean, I had the house, and I had the you know, I had the things I could write about and listen to, and I guess the the material. But now I'm like, I don't know what, if I was going to write about another one. What I'd write about. As far as paranormal goes. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. But the book's very interesting. You can learn a lot out of it from, uh, from my personal experiences uh, I talk about. And to the spirits that were I spoke to in the book. <clears throat> the book Ghost Stars actually got out of the backyard of my house. I talked to a bunch of people. And one girl told me she um, could smell popcorn in my house. And could she stay in, we were cooking popcorn mm-hmm. the one night. And she goes, can I stay and smell the popcorn? She goes, I know I can't eat it, but can I stay and smell it? Yeah. I'm like, sure, if you tell me your story, you know, give me your, what happened to you and how you died. So she did. Hmm. She, um, her boyfriend was a gangster, kind of like a thug. And he was cleaning his gun one day, and the gun went off and killed her. Uh. So she was like, they were really upset. But she followed her bone body to the hospital, and then she went you know, left from there. But it was sad. Some of the stories, like I had a little boy who was only six years old. He had died. He had been in the hospital time and time again for different things. 
here um he had um last time he was in the hospital his parents he remembers his parents sitting by his bedside at the hospital it was the next thing you know i fell asleep i closed my eyes and i woke up and i was standing behind him wow because he had passed away yeah and i and i would also in the book i'll also ask at the end of every time of my interviews with all the spirits i said is there any other thing you because i told them i was writing this was all gonna be the book i said is there anything you want to leave as like um, a lesson to be learned or something you can tell the people that are still alive what to do not to do and his thing was drink your orange juice because he had died from pneumonia oh it was kind of fascinating that's it i like that drink your orange hey that could be a title of your next book drink orange juice <laughs> cranberry juice prune juice sure <laughs> And grab a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, we're we're pretty much at the end, and uh, right. I I mentioned the name of the book in the intro. So why don't you give us the name again and uh, of of your book, where you can find it, how where we can find you. The floor is okay. yours. Um, the name of my book is A Guest in My House, and you can find it at on Amazon at Amazon dot com forward slash author forward slash my name which would be david gutty you can find it on itunes um look for the book a guest in my house you can find it at barnes and noble um you can find it at um books a million and um if you're going to purchase it from the uk you can find it at um amazon dot you amazon dot com dot uk That'll take care of anything over in the United Kingdom. It sounds like it's easy to find the book. Well, it's very easy to find the book. And I have a Facebook page you're more than welcome to look at. Lots of people comment on it about the book and, and leave pictures and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's uh, the Facebook page, just a guest in my house. Okay. And you can find it at Facebook, uh, Facebook forward slash a guest in my house. And that'll take you right there. Awesome. Well, thank you so very much for your time. I re this was very, very interesting. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you very much. You take care. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care of each other. And if you'd like to be on the show or have questions or comments, just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to purpleplanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants. 